get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Thrilled to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. My guy, Eric Edholm. He's an NFL and NFL draft analyst for Yahoo Sports. He's joining us here on BK and Ferrario. At home, it's been way too long, man. How you doing today? Yeah, it's been a minute. It's good to hear your voice. Everything's good on this end. Hope you guys are doing well. Absolutely. So we're going to get into some NFL talk with you, but I know you're a Mizzou guy as well. What are you thinking of both Eli Drinkwitz's first year on campus and what you've seen so far from this basketball team? Yeah, I mean, obviously last week didn't go, I think, <laughs> as the, the staff plan, but I think if you're a Missouri fan, you have to be thrilled with what you've seen. I mean, all the predictions about a, you know, a three and seven season and the loss to Tennessee, obviously the team looked like it was going to be in, a, in that rebuilding mode. And, you know, Connor Basilak's played well. The defense has made some plays this season. You know, this kind of mishmash group of receivers has stepped up when they've needed them to the run games there. So there's just a lot of excitement and, and they just, you know, they're simply lacking some pieces. So for them to be competitive and pull off some of these big wins that they've had, it's been pretty exciting. I got to chat with them down at the Senior Bowl last year, and I, I don't know, there was just a, a, a confidence about him, like mm-hmm. in the way he spoke that just I'm sure it's come through to everybody who's, who's paid attention this season. It's been awesome to watch, man. I absolutely love it. One quick follow-up on that. I know for Mizzou fans, Nick Bolton's a guy that we have yeah. uh, grown to know and love, and he's the one hell of a football player. What's his NFL draft stock look like right now after what's been a pretty incredible season for him once again? Yeah, I think pretty strong. Obviously, I mean, the the unfortunate targeting penalty, I think, was, was pretty unfair for him, and it cost him, you know, the second half against, uh, I mean, against Arkansas. And I didn't – be honest, I thought that may have been one of his worst halves all season I mean he's played so well that you know the expectation level has been raised I mean you know inside linebackers you know it's it's hard to sort of project what the value the positional value is going to be some teams still think it's pretty high others do not in this modern era is he going to test like an elite athlete probably not right he's not a massive guy I mean size wise he's, he's considered average but you know the, the playing temperament the toughness the instincts you know it's it's a lot like a, a smaller Sean Weatherspoon, you know, from a generation ago, I think in the sense that, you know, the, the, the instincts and the football IQ, I think are going to, going to serve him very well. And for a team that needs a tone setter, like the dolphins, or you watch the Browns last night, struggle with Lamar Jackson, that's the kind of player they, they might just reach for. So I think somewhere between the late first and early second round figures to be where, where he go, goes off the board. 
All right, Eric, uh, last night, Monday Night Football, in my opinion, the game of the year so far in the NFL. But uh, who's the better team now when it comes to the AFC of the two? Is it Baltimore or is it Cleveland? <laughs> I mean, head-to-head, right? I mean, Baltimore has been able to do some <laughs> some things against that Browns defense this year. And, uh, you know, that's maybe a different discussion, though, if you want to know which one has, you know, maybe the staying power or can take, you know, take a team like the, the Bills or Chiefs to, to the wire – you know, what the Browns showed last night offensively, that just the, the diversity in their offensive attack. Kevin Stefanski's done such a nice job figuring out what he has, what he doesn't, and shaping the, you know, the play calling around that. They built up the offensive line. I mean, that's a tough group to stop right now. You know, after the way Baker Mayfield started this season, I think there was plenty of reasonable doubt as to what kind of year they might have and whether they could beat the big boys and hang in, in that kind of company. But, you know, these last two games, even if the defense – was very giving last night. I mean, it. <laughs> I don't know. This this Browns team is suddenly very exciting. We'll see. I mean, the Ravens are hard to figure out. One week they look great, the next kind of listless, but they're certainly back in the mix of the, of the playoff race. Eric Edholm joining us here on 101 ESPN. He's an NFL and NFL draft analyst for Yahoo Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore Edholm. Eric, kind of the natural follow-up question there is, like, as a Chiefs fan myself, the two teams that scare me the most in the AFC in the playoffs are the Browns and the Titans right now, just because I I think you have to have the offense to be able to keep up with the Chiefs. And for me, those are the two teams that kind of do things the way that I've seen teams kind of give the Chiefs troubles in the past. Is that right, in your opinion, or are there other teams that you would be more afraid of in the AFC postseason? Yeah, it might surprise people, but the Titans have scored only 13 fewer points off the top of my head. It's somewhere right around there. Basically, two touchdowns fewer than the Chiefs all season long. Like, they're, you know, they're right up there with a team that can absolutely fill it up. They just do it in such a different way. But, yeah, I agree. I, there's there's no doubt in my mind. And after last year's playoff meeting, I think there's a good sense of what the Titans would need to do. The Bills obviously saw the Chiefs earlier in the year. You know, it, it felt like they were constantly a step behind Buffalo was, but – I'd argue they've they've improved, especially if their defensive effort against the Steelers is more of what we're going to be seeing going forward, more close to what they've they've become over the last couple of years. The start of the season, you know, it was hard to know. Does this this Bills defense just take a step back? Are they why are they missing their gaps? Why are they you know missing tackles? It was it was surprising to see. But Leslie Frazier and, and Sean McDermott have done a good job and. You know, the Titans issues at cornerback aren't going to go away. So that, that frightens me in a, in a matchup against the Chiefs. But they can get some pressure. They've got some speed on defense, and those safeties can make plays. So you're right. I think those are the two that fairly – I mean, even with the Browns showing what they can do on their best days, I would still say that the, the Bills and Titans right now pose a little bigger threats. So, Eric, in the AFC, other than a couple of teams, I think we all can agree it's pretty cut and dry when it comes to the, the, the favorites in that conference. But but the NFC is like a puzzle that you've lost pieces and you don't know where the hell to find them. <laughs> right. Like, like how, do, how do you look at this NFC and break these teams down? I mean, you know, obviously I think there's a sense that, okay, maybe the Packers have now kind of regained that, that you know, supremacy, if you will, and Aaron Rodgers playing at the level he is. You know, on, on his best day, they can pretty much beat anybody. You know, but that that Packers defense and their special teams mistakes have really kind of kept me from from really anointing them the top team or the one to beat or anything like that. The Saints are in their own kind of category. I mean, does it feel like a ten and three team right now? I'd argue no, but maybe if Breeze comes back, there's something there. I just know that the last couple of years in the playoffs. 
Breeze's play has kind of hit a wall, and they've had these heartbreaking, you know, defeats the last couple years. So they're a tough one to figure out. Uh, The the Rams are probably the team, and I don't know if this is good news or bad news for your listeners. (laughs) I'm sure there's some who clearly follow things still, but I don't know. There's there's something about them that, frankly, I didn't think they had at the beginning of the year that – you know, it wouldn't shock me if they're a really tough team to beat and if they end up making a little bit of a run and, and making some noise. And, you know, Seattle was the club that I think everybody felt like, hey, you've got Russell Wilson. They should be better defensively. There's a run game suddenly, but it just hasn't come together in, in recent games. And I just have some real reservations all of a sudden about them. Why don't we believe in the Rams as like a football watching community? Because they're nine and four. They're one game back of the one seed in the NFC, which feels impossible, but it's true. <laughs> they Two of those losses have come against the 49ers who yeah. they're not going to see in the playoffs this year. Is it as simple as we just don't believe in Jared Goff? Or is, it, is there something more to this for why we're not believing in the Rams right now? Because they seem to me like if Goff is good Goff, and we have no reason to believe that that's going to be the case, but if he right. is, I think they're the most complete team in the NFC right now. You might be right about that. I, I've sort of been leaning that way in the last couple of weeks, obviously, again, with the you know, the Packers possibility, maybe the Seahawks turn this thing around, whatever. But, yeah, I've sort of, you know, and, and maybe I put too much stock in the win over New England because it was impressive in all facets, right? I mean, even with Goff's pick and a couple little plays here and there, I mean, who knows? Was that a personal vendetta for the Super Bowl loss? And, you know, McVay had been, you know, plan- game planning this thing for months, uh, perhaps. But, really, I think you're right about that. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's about not wanting to put Goff in those tough spots where he's got to rally them back or you know I know he did it in the NFC title game against the Saints but they were only down one score at that point I I sort of feel like when they can play from ahead and we all know that stat about Sean McVay with a halftime lead but if they if they can kind of control the action they're a better team and it's you know those those 49ers losses Robert Saleh their defensive coordinator just seems to have their number and nobody else is really been able to truly replicate that that same formula and beat them in the same way i mean the dolphins convincingly beat them but i wouldn't say there there were in two other times where teams have been able to do what the 49ers have done to them defensively last question for you we're talking with eric edholm nfl and nfl draft analyst for yahoo sports it is the conversation that is sweeping the sports talk radio interwebs uh at home who's the mvp right now for you it feels like it's a dead heat between mahomes and aaron Rodgers. but who would you have today I mean, it's really – it's kind of what you what you put your priorities into, right? And, you know, and there's obviously the Derrick Henry people out there, and we'll just push them to the side gently for now. I mean, look, I, I love Derrick Henry, but do I realistically think he's going to beat either one of those guys out? No. You know, if, if you love the freewheeling, you know, breathtaking throws that, that Mahomes makes and, you know, see all the wizardry he throws out there every week, that's going to be your guy. Not that Aaron Rodgers can't do some of that stuff. Of course he can. But for him, it's more about the efficiency, right? I mean, he has four interceptions on the year. Mahomes had three on Sunday. So, you know, that it's almost like the hoop, how much stock do you put into the touchdown to interception ratio and those, you know, high efficiency type of numbers. So uh, it, it's tough. I, I, I suspect people are always looking to try to give somebody new a shot, even if Rodgers has been around forever. You know, I, I feel like Mahomes has almost been, uh, I don't know, 
people are almost like, yeah, he's amazing. He's in his own He's category, boring. But, it, it's know, true. He's boring now. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't want to say that because it's not true. But, yeah, I know it's exactly what you mean. And that's that's – I wonder if that factor doesn't doesn't play into the voting a little bit, especially if they – you know, if they can seal that number one seed. I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. Hey, Eric, real quick, I thought my guy BK was going to ask the, the important question that's sweeping the nation right now. Uh, was it a cramp or a bowel movement for Lamar <laughs> Jackson last night? Hey, he, he claims that, that it was a cramp. He said it wasn't a Paul Pierce situation. This is we got to take him at his word until we get further evidence. Although, come, come no, on, Eric. You, you Eric, do. We do not. Eric, we all know that run that he was going to the locker room with. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, different kind of run. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> I don't think we really want to see the evidence either. You know what I mean? No. Like they said in Spinal Tap, best left unsolved, really. Amen. Know? Amen, brother. He's Eric at home. You can find his work on Yahoo Sports. He is one of the best in the business, in my opinion. Follow him on Twitter, at Eric underscore at home. Man, always appreciate the time. All the best to you and the family. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have a happy holidays, bud. I appreciate that very much. You guys as well. Thank you. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed plus special financing, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.